Guys, you can all take a seat. Um, this is really going to be very, very weird for me. <laughs> um, it's amazing how much I find two meters distance affects me. I was, I was partially thinking, should I just have a guitar here so that that makes me feel more like I'm used to doing what I'm used to doing. But, um, but today I'm going to share with you just for a very short period of time. I'm going to try and make it as short as possible because believe you me, I want to try and be here as little as possible. <laughs> okay? So I would love to take some keys away from the story of Jericho. And thank you so much to the, you know, the people who walked around. I can't believe they did six whole loops, but they did. Um, and for those of you who thought that was chaotic, those of you who uh, haven't actually noticed the arrows on the line on the floor and the, the lines that are on the stage at the moment, because it's definitely going to get a little bit more chaotic as we all try and walk around this. Um, but, but that's going to happen in a little bit of time. Um, but I'd like to draw out a few keys from this story and the battle that took place. So we left off, and they had walked around seven times, but we paused the story just there. And so if we could turn to Joshua chapter 6, verse 16 for me. So Joshua chapter 6, 16 says, The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Let me read that one more time. It says, The seventh time around, did I get it wrong? Am I reading something wrong? I think it's, I think it's Joshua chapter 6, verse 16. That's fine. Um, the seventh time round, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And then we're going to jump to Joshua, 6, chapter, um, Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. If that one's there, we'll see. That's right. If not, it's okay. Let's see if that one's right. I don't know why. It's okay. Is that one up there? Hello, hello. I can read it. It's right. Um, Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. And this is where it actually happens. And it says, When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted. And at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Now, today, this morning, we are going to see this wall come down. This one that we have here. But not only that, we're going to see some of our own walls come down as well. Um, but I'm just going to share a couple of these keys that I just wanted us to take away. I'm going to share three keys, all right? The first one is the importance of our obedience to God. It is really, really important that we're obedient. At the beginning of Joshua, when um, Joshua, Moses has just died and Joshua takes charge of the Israelite army, um, when Joshua meets with the Lord, the Lord says something along the lines of, "Um, be careful to obey. Be careful to obey the law that I gave to my servant Moses. Um, And we need to be people who really hold this in high regard. We really need to be people who hold this in high regard, who be careful to obey what is written in here. Um, And so one of the keys is not just obedience, but actually I I always find the speed at which we obey. (laughs) Sometimes there's a difference between obedience where God says, do something, and then I go, and God says, do something, I wait, and I wait, and I ask for another confirmation, and I sit, and I wait, and I ask for something else, and then eventually, once all the pieces I feel I need are in place, then I go. And actually, I think there's, there's something to be said for the speed at which we're obedient. But yeah, the first thing that I want us to take away is we need to be obedient. And so when God said to 
Joshua, this is what I want you to do. I want you to march around this city six times for six days, uh, six, once, once every day for six days. And then I'm going to get you to do it seven times on the last one. And then at the end, it was the obedience that led to the breakthrough that they had. Okay. The second thing, the Ark of the Covenant that went with them. The Ark of the Covenant was the representation. It was, it was the presence of God. It was where God dwelled. And so we need to go forward from where we are. If we want to see some of these walls come down, and we're going to label some of those in just a second. If we want to see some of those things go, we need to have the presence of God in our lives. And it needs to not just be on a Sunday morning occasion. It needs to not just be on a Friday night when the youth meet. It needs to be the presence of God must go with me every single day. Okay? And the third one, they didn't do it on their own. I always wonder when I was reading this bit of scripture and I'm like, and it says everyone shouted. How would God have responded if everyone bar one shouted? How would God have responded if everyone bar two shouted? It required everyone. And let me say this. I'm so pleased that this is our all age one big church service because there are some battles, guys, that we are going to win at the foot of our bed. There are some battles that we are going to win when we're in our home groups and in our small groups. But there are also some battles that we are only going to win because everyone shouted. Because everyone was involved. And there are some battles that all nations is going to win only because everyone was in. We are going to win some battles. And so this morning as we start doing this, and this is why it's so important that it's an all-age service, is from the youngest person to the oldest person, everyone is required and is vitally important to the plan that God had. And so we are only going to win some battles when we do it together. And we're going to go on to do that. And so I'd like to label some of these things, um, some of the walls that stand in the way. Now, this is not going to be, by any stretch of the imagination, an exhaustive list. Um, you could put anything on here, um, but I am sure that um, in your life there are promises that you feel God has given you, some fulfillment that you haven't yet received. Um, and it's like, it's like some people might feel like they're in the wilderness. So if we go back in time, the Israelite army have come. They've been delivered by the Lord out of slavery in Egypt. They've gone into the wilderness Moses, at some point along that line, uh, he, got, he lost his temper and he wasn't going to make it into the promised land. And then Joshua took charge of the army. And then they crossed the, um, the River Jordan, so the second time they walked across. And then they were going towards the promised land. And the promised land, the first city that came in their way was Jericho. And I don't know about you, so you might feel like some of the promises you have been given by the Lord have been, um, I'm still in the wilderness and I cannot see the promised land. I, I have no idea where it is. Or I'm still, I'm still in Egypt and I'm like waiting for him to deliver me. But maybe you're along that journey and you're like, I've got all this way. And yet somehow I'm like, there's a great big wall in the way. How is there a great big wall in the way? Oh, these have got, these have got two words on each side. I can choose which one I put up. But, but these are some of the walls that stand in, that stand in our way. Anxiety helplessness, jealousy, depression, grief, unforgiveness, worry. You might be somebody who, who looks at what God has given someone else and that is one of the walls that stands in the way of getting you to where he's, asked, where he's promised you can be. 
It might be that, and I'd like to highlight this one, um, fear, I will, I'll lean it, let's see if this works, there we go, you can imagine that that's there, fear, that can be another wall that stands in our way, and the other one that I wanted to really highlight now is the fear of man, or the fear of looking silly, okay, the fear of looking silly in front of other people, we are going to do something in a moment where we ask everyone to walk around this wall. And at some point in this service, we're going to all cheer and we're going to be believing God that these walls, not just this one that we have in church, but these walls start to come down. Yeah, And it might not be that it happens in, in one swift motion, but it, I, I really do believe that today is a moment to mark in your diary as the day the wall began to fall. Genuinely. Yeah? Today is the day the wall began to fall. It was the first step, um, if, if nothing else. But we also believe that God can bring these things down in one fell swoop um, if he wants to. And so we're going to really believe God for that. Is that okay? So the fear of looking silly, as we're going to ask you to do this, you might be sat there going, I ain't doing that. That's not a good idea. I don't, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do that. Why would I do that? What will people think of me if they're sat next to me? Um, and I'm sure that, that there were some people within the Israelite army who were also thinking, Joshua, what are you asking me to do? This is ridiculous. You want me with my sword in my, on my person, you want me to walk around a city silently six times. And then you want me to do it seven times. This is no small feat. Why do you want me to do that? Um, and at some point along the lines, probably a few of them are dealing with this, going, why, why am I going to do that? Um, and, and this can be something that really does, fear of looking silly can stop us from receiving some of the promises that God has for us. Um, is that cool? Is that okay? So that's what we're going to do in a moment. Um, the last thing that I'd like to say... Um, <laughs> is this. God is bigger than the wall. God is bigger than the wall. And the other thing that I want to say is stop thinking yourself of yourself as a grasshopper. And you might be like, what are you on about, Aaron? A grasshopper? Well, if we rewind back in Scripture, if we go to Numbers, if that one's there, yeah. So when, when they were back in the wilderness, Moses sent two spies into the promised land. And when they went in, they came back and they said, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they looked, that's what they thought too. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. I'd love to challenge you guys about where does your perception of God come from? Where does your perception of um, your, your value come from? Because when we skip forward into Joshua, um, and they go into and they go into uh, into the city, and the spies are sent out the second time. They meet with Rahab, and Rahab says, "The the town, the city, are melting in fear because they've watched the Lord deliver the Israelite people from Egypt. They've watched them cross the Red Sea, or they've heard about it, and then they've been in the wilderness, and now they're on their doorstep." And they're terrified because God's with them. I find it crazy, genuinely crazy. And I am culprit number one for this. Can I challenge us with this? Um, 
that we forget the faithfulness of God so quickly and we start thinking that something's impossible when actually it totally is. Like, God can, God can do one level of huge breakthrough in my life on a Tuesday and yet somehow I get to Wednesday and I'm like, how is this going to happen? How, how am I going to get beyond this? So, I'm going to hand over to I'm going to hand over to Vicky, um, who's going to lead us in this craziness that we're about to endeavour as a church family. But today we are believing that some of these walls are going to fall, and one of the things that we're going to be doing as we go round the wall is going to be taking communion together. I just think that's really really important. Um, but yeah.